You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Well, Victor, you know all about the wide receiver position. Let's throw tight end as well because that could be the tipping point. We're talking about Rob Gronkowski for New England. You look at the talent for Philadelphia. You look at the talent for New England. Who do you think has the edge in that area? Oh, man, it's tough to pick a side because, all you know, I, I think in terms of just depth, I think you got to go with Philly um, because they got Trey Burr and Zach Ertz. I mean, they got a lot of depth at that position, and they play all those guys. They have great three tight end sets that they use and that they're successful with that I don't think New England has seen much of. Um, but obviously New England has, you know, the best tight end in football, in my opinion, in Gronkowski, and you can't negate anything he's done on the football field. So I think it's pretty much even if you account what Gronk does and then you account for the depth at the position with Philadelphia. And when you look at Philadelphia, I went on the offensive side, talk about the receivers, Torrey Smith, he's coming, he's been around, and he's coming with very productive. Alshon Jeffries, I think he pretty much shocked the world considering how Chicago somewhat just let him go. And then Jay Ajayi, mm-hmm. you know, he comes out of Miami. But back to the receivers and Alshon Jeffries, when you watch him play, considering sometimes the noise you hear about certain players, he played to the level that he did this year. What does that tell you about coaching or the place that they're in or just the team that they're on? I think sometimes it's just, uh, you know, a change in scenery just helps. It just does something to your psyche and your morale, especially when you come in and you're like, you're our guy. You know, like, you're our guy. Uh, We want you to be, you know, our number one receiver and go out there and play like one. And that confidence level that's instilled in you through the coaching staff and through the organization really just makes a wave and changes the way you perceive the game and makes you play more relaxed. And it makes you be you know, comfortable while you're out there on the football field. And that's what you saw with Alshon this year. And he's been uh, nothing short of amazing all, all year long. Chatting with Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz. Where is the ring, by the way? My mom has it, man. I don't. <laughs> that is the right answer. She puts mama. those things one. away. Listen uh, to mom. You know, mom exactly, knows what she's 100%. doing. Victor joins us on behalf of Verizon. So when you won that ring, your team put consistent pressure on Tom Brady. We've yes. seen it with both giant victories. Denver did it a couple years ago, AFC title game. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville was doing it and then mm-hmm. couldn't keep it going with a 20-10 to 10 lead fourth quarter. The numbers tell us Philadelphia's got a very tough defense. Do you think they can get the Brady on Sunday? Uh, they better uh, because that's the only way. And they better be able to do it with their front four or front five, even if they blitz one or whatever the case may be, if they try to be as schematic as possible. But they have to get pressure on the quarterback with just those front four guys because if you start blitz, getting blitz happy and start sending more than, more than those front four guys, um, Tom Brady's going to pick you apart. I mean, he's been known to do it. We've seen him do it time and time again. So that's the key uh, for Philadelphia's defense to win this game or stay in this game is to get pressure on Brady and make him uncomfortable, not necessarily hit him or sack him, but close that, 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 uh, that, that pocket up for him so he's not comfortable back there looking over, looking over the, uh, the offensive line, making those throws. Along with that thumb on his throwing hand being uh, stitched or injured, uh, you, you close that pocket and it'll, it'll stop him from following through on his mm-hmm. throws, which means balls will float. But Tom Coughlin is down in Jacksonville, and we all had an opportunity to watch that game. And, and the last couple times he did play against New England, which you were a part of that, mm-hmm. um, you end up seeing him actually beat Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, this team in Jacksonville early on had the recipe. Yep. They ran the football very well. They made the great stops on defense, applying the pressure, bringing that fifth guy that you alluded to. Yep. Uh, to all of a sudden, in the latter part of that first half, delay a game, illegal procedure, defense getting soft. Bouye, he gets, I mean, Brandon Cooks had a field day and penalties up and down the field. Then all of a sudden, they just lost themselves in the second half. That's what's happened to everyone except 
teams like you've played on yeah. when it came down to the Giants playing against them. Is that what Philly needs to do, which is play for, let's just say, 60-plus minutes? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the key. There's going to be things that go up and go down in this game, especially with us. I mean, we had we had different penalties that set us back in, in, in those Super Bowl games and those games where we played them in the regular season. But you have to continue to fight. I think that's one thing about, obviously, Tom Brady and those Tom Brady-led New England Patriot teams. They're never going to stop fighting until the clock says zero, zero, zero. And I think that's a testament to Coach Bill Belichick, obviously, instilling that mindset in his players and Tom Brady just executing that same mindset on the football field and it, you know, being infectious to everybody else. Victor Cruz is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn, joining us on behalf of Verizon. If we play word association, I say Victor Cruz, Giants comes to mind. Maybe Salsa, Cordell's the dancer on the show. we got to get him on Dancing with the Stars. We'll wrap up the conversation with that hot topic. When you watched Eli Manning play last year, what was your takeaway? How do you think the team handled that entire situation? Well, when I watched him play, obviously he was operating at an extreme deficit early on because of those injuries, those large injuries that happened to pretty much his entire receiving core for a large portion of the season. And then obviously when he was benched for that game, I I was kind of confused. I just didn't understand why you bench the only consistent piece of your entire team um, in a moment where, you know, you're volatile. You guys are injured. You, ha- you haven't won a game. You were 0-4 or something or on a four-game losing streak at the time. And you want to keep the only bright spot on your team is your, you know, tenured guy that's been there forever, two-time Super Bowl champion, MVP, all that good stuff. I just didn't understand. If he wasn't hurt, if he wasn't injured, why do you bench him? And not only bench him for, I can see if you bench him to see if Davis Webb is everything that you think he is, but you bench him for Geno Smith, who... Not, to, not any knock on Gino, but you know what he has. You've seen him play before. You've seen him in live action. So that was just a little confusing to me. When you think about how things were handled uh, with Eli, how would you have handled it? I mean, you know, you hear the cliche conversations. I want to retire as this player with this mm-hmm. organization because of some of the success I've had. But the way they handled him was, I mean, it was as if he meant nothing to the organization. And, of course, we know Reese and also Ben McAdoo got ran up out of there because of that. How would you have handled it? Would you have wanted to leave or would you have stuck with it and said, you know what, I'm not going to cause them to mess up what it is I want to have as my legacy, just like my family, you know, my brother and my dad. Mm -hmm. And and then all of a sudden now my chance to be that guy in in the Giants world to to be the best ever do it. Yeah, I think Eli Manning has earned the right to play until he's done playing, until he decides he's done playing. I think he's earned that right. I think he's honest with himself. I think he understands his body and himself. I don't think you bench him halfway through the season when there's no season to even save anymore at that point in time. You weren't going to make the playoffs at that time. You weren't going to, you weren't in contention for anything at that specific time. I just didn't understand why you do that. I think you let him play. You let him, he would, and especially with those young receivers that were filling in, uh, Tavares King, Roger Lewis, you want him to be there and talk to those guys and, and learn from those guys, whether they're going to be part of the long-term process with the Giants or they're going to move on and, 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 you know, continue their career somewhere else. They're going to take these learning points from Eli Manning and use them, you know, further on down their career. I think that's the part that you uh, that you want to crave and have. And I didn't think, uh, you know, they took that into account. Plus, you know, New York, everything got magnified. So it became 1, thermonuclear. I don't have to tell Absolutely. you about the drama, the back pages of the papers. <laughs> Chatting with Victor Cruz, who joins us on behalf of Verizon. I follow you on social media. I know charity is very important to you. So when you talk to kids and tell your story. 
What's the summation? Because it really is amazing. We're talking about UMass, and you had earned everything you got in the NFL. Do you think it came down to primarily hard work and seizing those opportunities? Absolutely. I, I knew what type of player I was. I knew I wasn't 6'5", you know, 225 pounds going up to get the football. I knew that I was going to have to work my tail off to get anything that I was going to get in the National Football League. So once I got that opportunity, and that's pretty much all I wanted. You know, when you come from a smaller school and you're undrafted, you're like, man, I just want an opportunity to show what I can do to prove to the, to the coaching staff and to other players, my teammates, the things that I can do. So I was like, once I got that opportunity, I just took full advantage of it, man. And it's, you know, it's one thing to do it in practice and all those things and you feel great about it. But when the lights come on on that Sunday and you do it again and continue to do it and have that consistency, man, um, there's nothing like it. When you think about that with Nick Foles, Mm-hmm. Maybe not the undrafted guy, but the guy that has to prove himself because yep. that's what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. Do you see him having success in this game against this football team with how he's played so far over the past couple of weeks? And how you mentioned Coach Coach Schwartz and what he comes from, which is uh, the regime of a Bill Belichick. Um, do you see him being able to go out and have success against this team uh, that we've seen get beat by teams like mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs and other teams this season? I think so. I think if he comes out and we and we get the Nick Foles of the uh, of the NFC Championship game where he's confident, he's making throws, they're letting him play. You know, I think the game before that it was like, okay, let's feel it out, let's see what you know what, how he's feeling, and we're, they were very run heavy in that game before. Um, but the, in the NFC Chip game, I think they saw like, okay, he can throw the football, he can be confident, he can stand in that pocket and deliver. And I think that one throw to Alshon in the back of the end zone where only he can get it and he came down with it, I think that was a phenomenal play. And um, and, and if we see that Nick Foles, I think he's going to have some success in this game. And obviously all the weapons around him are going to do nothing but help him out. Finally, you've teamed up with Verizon. What should our listeners know? Uh, Verizon, man, I, I, you know, especially from myself, my own personal foundation is geared towards STEM programming, science, technology, engineering, and math. And Verizon is extremely committed to inspiring these students to explore that same STEM education. And I've partnered with them so they can gain skills and talk to these kids about the sports industry, not only on the field, but the great things that STEM can offer these kids off the field as well. So later today, I'll be joining Carl Anthony Towns, surprising some middle school kids, talking to them about STEM programming, um, and just surprising them and, t- and talking to them and letting them know, like, hey, we're actual football players and basketball players, um, but there's other realms of STEM that you can be successful in, and it just doesn't have to be on the field or on the court. Outstanding. Keep up the good work. Well, you know in the media world you got to hustle, got to build your brand, and we have all the signage here. I'm trying to get my guy Cordell to go on Dancing with the Stars okay. so I can keep my job. <laughs> you shined <laughs> primetime TV. Do you have a contact? Do you have a hookup? Because my man's versatile. He can move. Plus, he dabbled in reality TV. Mm-hmm. To me, this feels mm-hmm. like a no-brainer. I'm with it. I'll make a phone call real quick. That's easy for, for my guys, Cordell. Anytime, man. Hey, Anytime. man. I, you know, I have a good nickname, but I don't know if he could do what you did. <laughs> I, I mean, I see you do the salsa thing. You kind of yeah. worked it a little bit. I, yeah, yeah. He's doing it right now. This should be a TV show. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Victor. Thank we you, appreciate no the time. No problem. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.